Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, June 3rd, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, the latest on infrastructure negotiations, where things go or don't go from here. And number two, we've got the story on two big campaign finance groups merging. All right, Jake, let's look at the number one story of the day, which we are going to focus on a lot because it is basically do or die for a bipartisan infrastructure package. Yeah, the, the, today is so big, we're only taking two headlines, Anna. Um, infrastructure, 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 as Nancy Pelosi would say. She's a big fan of saying things three times. Um, so I, you know, so yesterday, Shelley Moore Capito, Republican from West Virginia, went to the White House to meet with Biden. Um by all accounts, by all um, uh, reporting that we have from both sides, they did not come to an agreement, obviously, and they didn't make much headway. In fact, they seem to be going backwards, according to conversations and reporting that we had. So the question now, Anna, is how do you eject from this negotiation? How do you save face? How do you walk away? This is like the art of walking away. So this is a really different posture, though, right? I mean, I think up until now... Everything has been a little bit of stops and starts, forward motion, but truly with the concept of us and them, the negotiators themselves, trying to figure out, can they actually get a deal? This seems to be a, a real pivotal shift. Yeah, it does appear to be. Um, it, it, I, it, But, you know, listen, at the end of the day, and we've been saying this for days now, it's like, at a certain point, you need to recognize, not you, Anna, but one needs to recognize the reality that... Um, you know, you're, they are billions of dollars apart. They don't agree on anything here. So, like, at some point, you have to just cut bait. So let's talk about that. So basically, as you say, and and I think it's it's an uh, an important part of this, right? Is how do both sides save face here, right? You have. Democrats who want to go big, that feel like Biden has a mandate. They have all chamber, you know, chambers of Congress and the White House uh, in there in power right now, and you know they don't want to necessarily compromise and do something small. That's not the that's not their goal. So, how do you think he exits from this and is able to continue to say, "I'm a deal maker. I do want to work with Republicans." Well, I think the main thing he could do here is basically say, listen, I am, uh, I, we went through the whole thing. We're going to go forward. We're going to keep talking to, to, um, to Republicans as we put the bill together, but like we need to start putting the bill together. And I think that that is the, um, that's the move here that he says, listen, they're welcome to vote for what we put together. We're going to put it together with them in mind. We are going to, um, uh, but we, we can't afford inaction. All right. And then on the Republican side, it's also interesting because, of course, Shelley Moore Capito, the Republican from West Virginia, has been the key negotiator for Republicans kind of deputized by Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, but he really is the linchpin here, right? He is. And 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 the way for, for Republicans to get out of this is basically to say, I mean, re- what Republicans have done here is they've basically trashed Biden's proposal. Once they trashed his proposal, they put out their own proposal, they all rallied around it, and they um, uh, went into these negotiations with a unified kind of view of the world and view of what they should be doing and 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 got together on it and now they could say listen Joe Biden was just never serious about being bipartisan and we're going to uh, oppose this kind of big liberal wish list this is the same thing they've been doing all along 
I mean, it's interesting because it's it's the same kind of talking points uh, on I expect that we will hear, which is something that Republicans and we've been hammering this in the morning newsletter for the last couple of weeks is basically saying, you know, Biden wants a deal, but his staff won't let him. They're just, you know, going much more liberal and he campaigned on being this nonpartisan, but clearly is just pushing partisan talking points exactly uh the other kind of interesting thing here i think is so yes it seems like this is kind of at the end but they are going to meet again right you have they're gonna talk again i don't know that they're gonna meet they're gonna talk again on friday um kind of a low-cost proposition right i mean they're just gonna talk (laughs) um uh and i think that um you know i I I just I don't they just I don't think this is like a nefarious plot. I don't think this is either side being too cute. I mean, Republicans just feel like there's this massive pot of covid relief money that remains unspent and they believe it should be spent on infrastructure. Joe Biden and the White House do not believe that pot of money exists. Well, now we go into the next phase, which we will be covering every twist and turn, which will certainly uh, keep us busy for the next several months. Let's move on to the number two story of the day for us. It's money and politics. We have two key campaign finance watchdogs merging. You and I have spent a lot of time on both of their websites, but the Center for Responsive Politics and the National Institute on Money and Politics are are kind of joining forces here. Yeah, this is uh, these are outside groups, Anna. This is your expertise. Um, I I will leave it to you about the uh, uh, the implications of this, but you know. Groups like this kind of are the uh, oil that almost run Washington, not totally run Washington, but these kinds of groups um, exist in a big way for reporters and for people in the political professional space. Um, uh, merging together, you know, kind of creates a one-stop shop for a lot of this data that you and I and and Brez have been obsessed with for years. And, um, and uh, it'd be interesting to see where this goes. Yeah, it's, it's going to be called Open Secrets. It's certainly going to be, I think it'll be interesting just to see how do they actually you know, kind of merge and use both of the, the money that obviously supports these kinds of groups, but also just kind of the infrastructure and data sets that separately they have been mining for, for many, many years. And so certainly going to be something that we're going to be watching very closely as well. Um, all right, let's just turn to the other kind of top headlines before we let you go. Uh, there's going to be a, a big change potentially in Israel that all of the fronts are, you know, big papers are covering about what happens now with Benjamin Netanyahu. Otherwise, we also have the Post looking at how Trump has grown increasingly consumed with ballot audits as he pushes falsehood that the election was stolen. Uh, And something else that a lot of Washingtonians and people in the industry are going to be very interested in, Jake, the Wall Street Journal has a story about the activists are likely to gain a third seat on Exxon's board. This is all about climate change and how the company is pursuing its goals something to watch and certainly a lot of lobbyists and others are going to be taking note of that with that thanks so much for listening hit that follow button leave us a rating and review you can also subscribe to punchbowl news at punchbowl.news have a great day and stay safe